The following program is an abridged audio version of the streaming video talk show, A Wonderful Chaos. The hosts are Andy Chaliff and Bambos Dimitriou. The format is entirely casual, unscripted conversation. If you'd like to watch a live taping or participate with your comments in real time, subscribe to A Wonderful Chaos on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, or Twitch. So in a sense, we can say forgiveness is full acceptance. Acceptance doesn't mean that you have to like what happened. Acceptance is the cessation of againstness. You stop struggling inside of yourself, wanting to change something that already happened, and you start loving yourself, even with the pain you experienced. So forgiveness is the only possibility to evolution. It's a wonderful chaos, random, and glorious. Solo or tandem. We work to find rest and fight to find peace. Both head and the heart. Like a you and peace. What are we doing here? You mean listening to this show? Where the more that you learn is the less that you know. Where the wounded are healers. And the atheists pray? It's a wonderful chaos. It's like it that way. Hi everyone, <laughs> nice to have you with us. So today we have Clara Naum, and it's the second time we're having her on our show. Beginner's Guide to... A Beginner Guide to Forgiveness. We talked to her about forgiveness, but we never really talked to her how you go about getting to forgiveness. So we said, we're going to do another show for that. Clara Naum. Now, we, we have to say that we kind of fell in love with Clara after our first show. Yeah. When you when you close yeah. your eyes and you listen to Clara speak, yep. it, it's like her her voice is massaging your internal world. It's so... Internal it, organs. Yeah. Yeah. We could probably fill up a few hours with Clara. And what, what was funny, we talked about forgiveness. And in the end of last show we had, we never really got to the point where how does one actually forgive and what do you train and teach people and how do they go about dealing with, you know, traumatic experiences where they haven't been able to let go of them. Mm. And then she said, well, let's just do another show on that. It made sense to me. Um, Yeah, we've kind of tackled it from different angles, right? Yeah. And I've often said, and I think I would have certainly have said it on the last show, is that when it came to forgiveness, there was a weird way that I noticed that people tended to look at it, which was that I had to forgive someone for something that they did. That was kind of the paradigm I think most people live in in general. Yeah. And, and I remember saying my big breakthrough in my life was when I forgave myself for not seeing the other person. And that was a really a massive shift in how I would move through emotional pain in my life. Yeah. And the reason, of course, being that if I was forgiving the others, I was still holding on to something, which was almost like a superiority. Because if I could forgive you, that still meant that that like I had resentment behind it, but I'm going to allow that resentment. Mm. And in forgiving myself, I, I saw a full release where I was just back in connection with myself and now I could be back in connection with you. 
so that was a little bit of how I um I moved through forgiveness in my own life. Yeah. I think it must be a topic for you actively now because of a lot of things you've posted around your father and your trip to Cyprus. Yeah. So how is it for you at this moment? Well, obviously <laughs> I kind of seeing how you have worked around your father. Yeah. It it really resonates for me and just tuning into him as a person his past hmm. and like just just that realization that if i was him li- having in his body living his life i wouldn't have done anything differently hmm. and the fact that he was incapable doesn't make him a bad person yeah and i i often say there's no stupid people just people that do stupid shit and apparently that's yeah. what yeah. stupid shit Yeah. So there was nothing to forgive as far as I was concerned. Yeah, beautiful. Well, that's our two takes on this subject. And so let's bring on the master of this subject, the one, the only, the masterpiece of a human being, Clara Naum. Hello, how are you doing? I'm having a great hair day. How are you? Yes. <laughs> great. <laughs> I'm just starting. <laughs> so, Clara, we we've been told <laughs> by you that you're now world famous because you've been posted by celebrities around forgiveness how does it feel the day after you've been posted by a celebrity <laughs> it's just the same thing forgiveness <laughs> is <laughs> forgiveness is for everyone yeah forgiveness is just it's not for celebrities or the real people and i think as you know i work as a volunteer inside maximum security prisons and i've been doing that for the last 12 years so forgiveness is something that is a thread among humanity yeah and is for me the only possibility to evolution yeah mm-hmm. How, when you heard andy and me speak share our experience with the word forgiveness how how did that how was that for you it was beautiful and not everyone is at that level of consciousness when you don't have to forgive because you got to that point when you see the essence i would say that you didn't see your father bamboo you saw his essence mm-hmm. because when you see your father you see his demeanor his behavior his failures and that brings everything inside of you that causes the lack everything that you missed everything that you wanted to have and you didn't have so in a sense we can say forgiveness but reality is full acceptance mm-hmm. it's just acceptance doesn't mean that you have to like what happened acceptance is the cessation of againstness you stop struggling inside of yourself wanting to change something that already happened and you start loving yourself even with the pain you experienced so when i heard both of you it was a beautiful moment because for most people that <clears throat> when they are able to reach that place it feels like awakening 
And I think that forgiveness is the path to awakening. And it's not just one road. And it keeps on going every single day. Most people think that forgiveness is for the trauma, the crisis, the big, awful things that happen to us or that happen in the world. Actually, forgiveness is the key that unlocks that door that prevents us from from feeling free, at peace. Mm. I, I really love how you speak. And like, like you are an example of someone that's living the thing that they're bringing into the world and how, and how you're embodying it. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Babu. That's my intention. Yeah. And I think it's just we can live by intention. And when we... It's just a question of altitude, altitude and changing the attitude and the intention. How do I want to live my life? Do I want to carry inside of myself the perpetrator? Or do I want to have my heart clean and free? And I know that sometimes it's extremely difficult. And for that, I remind every single person that I work with that healing is a process. It's not an event. Sometimes when we get to that point, that is just something clicks inside, exactly like you said, and something shifts. And nothing is the same. Because you see, you really see the soul, the essence of the other person. And at that point, everything changes. Mm. Hopefully, for the better, always. But it's just using always, it's a trap. So, but being aware that things happen, we experience disturbances, and forgiveness is a tool, that's it. But yes, I, my intention is to walk my talk and I use forgiveness and the method that I developed after years and years of research and working with different people in the world. I use it with me. Otherwise, it's just, I cannot, I wouldn't be able to say, yes, it works. And it does work. There is something that you said yes. that uh, I, I noticed when I'll work with people and we'll get into subjects in forgiveness, you said some words and I laugh because I noticed when I'll use those words, it'll sometimes trigger other people. Mm-hmm. And the words were full acceptance. Yes. And the the funny thing is, and, and I, know, I know the brain, all right, said, I think I know the brain of the individual when they are triggered by it, because what the response often is, is if I say full acceptance, what it means is that the behavior, whatever it is the person did or still doing is also something that I have to allow. Exactly. And that happens all the time. And um, one of the things that helps is just, you mentioned gratitude. And that was funny because I was invited to several uh, TV shows and podcasts to speak on gratitude too. And you're just cousins, right? Gratitude is going to open your heart 
So you can start thinking about the possibility of forgiveness. But when people think of full acceptance, when people think I have to forgive, it's about the mind and yeah. the mind is not going to let you. Forgiveness is a matter of the heart. The heart that you think is broken is the one that is going to experience fullness when you start relating from the heart instead of the wound. Mm. And exactly like you said, Andy, when some people just hear the word forgiveness, it's just a barrier, it's here, and I'm not going to forgive, just don't tell me that, because you don't even know what happened to me. Yeah. No, no, my stuff is so much worse than yours. You don't even know. And I'm not invalidating whatever yeah. has happened to the person. The thing is, would you rather live in that place of toxicity inside of you? Or you, do you want to make a different choice in your life? And then when you make a different choice, you can let that people in again or not. Yeah. It's your choice. Otherwise, that person, the perpetrator, lives inside of you all the time. And repeating whatever happened. Totally. And it's just kind of, in a sense, what do you do with garbage? Do you have it inside of you? Do you have it inside the house? Some people live with garbage inside the house, their choice. But it's just our body, our mind, our heart is our sacred space. Yeah. When we hold grudges, resentment is like living in toxicity. And especially these times, we've been talking so much about immune system with COVID and everything. So the virus is inside of us, the virus of resentment, grudges, and it's toxic. Yeah. So one way to release the toxicity, you don't have to do that for others because they deserve it. In, you're doing that for you. It's an act of self-love and it's a choice. Yeah. Simple as that. It's a choice. Simple. Nobody can force you. Okay, you have to forgive your father, Bamboo, because that's not good for you. You should forgive. That's you just, add, way. you just added another year onto the amount of, of resistance he's added to that in his own <laughs> head, right? I, I, I yeah. Mean, I, I remember... I, I used the story of my father as, as an excuse for everything that was going wrong in my life. Mm. So I would mm -hmm. blame him and my life is shit. I'm a drug addict. I'm this, I'm that because of da-da-da-da-da. Mm. And that story just kept me on a very comfortable bed for a very long time. And of course, it occupied a big part of me plus mm -hmm. everything else that was getting piled up. So it was, there was no space for love and lightness. Mm. So I had to suffer to such a degree until I realized I don't have to carry this stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, 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 I, and I have to say <laughs> that <laughs> when, when I read <laughs> how, Andy, how Andy dealt with it in his story with his own father, it, it, it really, in that moment, I had one of those aha uh -huh, 
because I never had the reference as to how to navigate that relationship. Mm. Everyone I would tell, you're right, you're right. And everyone like kept me there fixed. So at some point you need someone to say to you, actually, you know what? There's another way of dealing with this. Exactly. And that at that point is is about if you're ready to listen. Because it's a process, as I said before. And in a sense, it's just an awakening and different levels of consciousness. When you mentioned bamboo, I was using that to justify everything that went wrong in my life. So it's a comfortable place, of mm. course, in the uncomfort. So people say, I'm not comfortable here. I want something different. So there is a dichotomy. But in a sense, you didn't know differently. You didn't know better. So it's easier to look outside than to look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, I don't like what happened. Really, I don't want that person in my life anymore. Mm. And that's the possibility too. You don't have to forgive and let the other person in. It doesn't mean reconciliation, even though it may open the doors. But at that moment, it's just about responsibility. It's the ability to respond to your circumstances instead of reacting. And there's a benefit when you don't do that process because it takes courage. We are responsible for how we deal with our emotions. Most people say, yeah, but you don't know. He did that. She did that. It's real. Yes, it is real. But how you deal with your emotions is going to affect your life one way or the other. And actually, it's empowering because you don't carry the burden and you free that energy to do different things with your life. So in a sense, you can also think that forgiveness is energy that you bring to your life. You take that energy back so you can create different things. Your mind is going to be free from that continuous thought of getting even, um, victimization. You, most people at some point in their lives have been victims. Living in a victim consciousness is a different story. Yeah. And in order to do that, um, a little bit um, going back when you mentioned uh, that acceptance, some people don't like that. It's exactly like forgiveness. <clears throat> because they think that they have to accept what happened and that means making everything okay. Mm -hmm. So prior to acceptance, we have resignation, kind of grief, denial, upset, anger, and then, okay, resignation. Resignation is not fully accepting everything and having judgments about what has happened. Hmm. What does that mean, having judgments? It's still wanting to change what already happened. And we live in the past. Forgiveness is in the present. We forgive the past, but it's in the present moment. We can go back to the past and see the younger one who experienced that 
and forgive everything and everyone so you can free yourself. But it's a choice and it's a lifetime thing. So for the people who are listening to us, you can be upset about that and that's okay. That's a process, but it's a choice and it's your choice. It's almost an invitation to take responsibility for yourself. Yes, yes. And it's like I'm hearing someone saying kind of, yeah, but I didn't do anything for that to happen. And I get that. But you have the responsibility of your own life now. And what are you going to do with what happened to you? That's your responsibility. And sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it's going to be your whole life. Yeah. But as you both experience a shift at some point and free toxic energy and take back your life so you could do different things, mm. is also a possibility. There's something that I think it's one can talk about it, but it's hard if you haven't experienced it yourself. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you were talking uh, about the preoccupation with resentment and ill feelings and victimization. So all of that. And I, and I don't know if one realizes that when that process is active and basically controlling you because you really don't have free thought at that moment, you're a slave mm -hmm. to those negative thoughts. Yes. That, like that what life looks like when that isn't the case. Because when it isn't the case, and this is the interesting thing, you move more to just being present. Mm-hmm. Because mm -hmm. you're not drawn back into the thought of, like, I, I wasted so many hours, I would say years of my life, thinking about ill feelings towards my dad. Yes. Um, writing stories over and over. And I was never really ever present with people when they talked to me, because if they said anything to me that triggered thoughts around my dad, I'd be drawn away from my own connection and really connecting to them and pulled back into my story. Absolutely. And when you were pulled back to your story, part of you was fighting to change the story in a sense. Yeah. Because that upset, that resentment is about, okay, I want to make things right. I didn't deserve this or just a whole of the stories. And that's the reason when I decided to publish the book on forgiveness, that is actually the real meaning of the F word. And um, it's because people need to experience, and that's uh, the fucking process. And <laughs> excuse my language, it's just there's anger, resentment, frustration. And if we try to stuff that in, to say, I'm a good person, I'm not feeling this, or I don't want to, or I can't face this. Everything that we're experiencing is changing the way we see life. Mm. And it's a filter of hurt, pain, suffering, resentment. Mm -hmm. So in the real meaning of the F word, forgiveness as, as a path to freedom, 
It's just, I use a story, so it's not just a concept. It's just, how do we do this? When I facilitate workshops in different places of the world, people say, okay, okay, but how do I do this? Mm. So they want the formula. So I develop a formula, but you have to practice it. So and give it to us, please. Yeah. Give it okay. to us. Step one. Yes, yes. Step okay. One. Okay. Step one. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the chalkboard? <laughs> exactly. So in a sense, it's just the formula. It's just first, you have to acknowledge the pain. And that's a fucking process. You have to go through that period of I'm upset. I'm angry. I don't want this. I really hate you. Nice. Or everything in a healthy way. Why do you think that I see, and when I volunteer inside of prisons, I see so many people that something could have changed in their lives and their lives of others if they would have been able to deal with their pain yeah. and resentment. Okay. So, you, you yes. mentioned healthy way. Yes, healthy way. Um, or, or tell me a little bit what that looks like and what the contrast is. What's of course, when people hate someone and it's just so upset and so triggered that they cannot think about any other thing, all kind of thoughts come into your mind. It's just, I'm going to punch this person, I'm going to do this, and they react physically against other person or they implode against themselves, right? Guilt, Creating, for example? Guilt or really toxicity inside. You don't live your life. You abuse yourself with all kinds of things because in a sense, if I said that forgiveness is an act of self-love, when you inflict pain, addictions, anything in order to numb the pain, you're not loving mm -hmm. yourself. So a healthy way is if you need just to punch something, you don't need to punch the other person or see the face of the other person like you are just getting that energy into that person. It's just re releasing that energy. And there are several exercises. I have created a list of exercises. For instance, you can write things not to send to the other person, but just to shred the emotions and just like you go to the bathroom. You don't stop there and just say, oh, how beautiful this is. No, just get rid of the shed, of everything. And there are several steps in order to process the guilt, the blame, the, the pain, the mm -hmm. suffering. And this happens also with illnesses, things that happen not with another person, things that you are really unhappy with your life, things that hurt you. It's part of our human experience. So when we bring all of that into the surface and we acknowledge the pain, we're saying, yes, this happened or I did this. And then we need to take responsibility for our actions and for our emotions. Mm. So the second step is full spectrum forgiveness. 
What does it mean, full spectrum forgiveness? It's not I forgive you because you deserve it. I forgive everyone and everything because I make the choice to live my life differently. From that empowered place, I make conscious decisions who is going to be in my life, not because I hate you, but because I'm making a conscious decision. This is not good for us. I acknowledge what the circumstances were. I acknowledge that I didn't like it. I cannot change that. I can change how I'm going to relate, relate to those situations. So that's my choice. I create a space and then I start doing the self-forgiveness exercises. Mm -hmm. Reality is all comes down, boils down to self-forgiveness. Why? Because we created a story around the situations, awful situations sometimes, and we were the ones. So in order to release those, it's just I forgive myself for believing, for being into this relationship, for judging these people, for judging myself as. And there's a long list of forgiveness exercises. The third step is really acknowledging the space that is inside of you, creating freedom. So you know that that's possible and you can go back to that place every single time. So in a sense, it's just acknowledging the pain, the first F. Second F, forgiving, starting with self-forgiveness. And the third F is freedom, creating that space, knowing that you can go back there. It's a choice and it's your process. Nobody can tell you when. They can invite you, but it's your process. And that's the formula. That's the formula. Mm -hmm. And takes practice. Mm. I need you, I think you need one more step. Which one? I don't know. I just like four <laughs> steps. You've only uh, got three steps. <laughs> yes, three steps, three steps, uh, no. then repeat. <laughs> then you repeat, just, four then steps, repeat. repeat. Then because it's just, you thought, oh, I'm done. No. When you say, when you say I'm done, then the universe comes and says, yeah. It gives you something Here else. I'm bamboo, <laughs> what are we doing? It will give you someone else with, with different face, but same energy. Yeah. Um, yes, of different situations. So you have to go back to step one. I have some questions about yes. step one, but I see Bambos has a question. Yeah. So yeah. Well, well, here, here's the thing. We've had the steps now. Mm -hmm. yes. And now I would like to have an example of how these steps can be implemented. Like, let's say um, uh, a person that's been raped or in an abusive relationship. Like, I mean, these are quite extreme inflictions. And then we're, we're saying, uh, feel it. Um, Forgive the whole spectrum and create space. Yes, and of course, take time and steps. And sometimes, and it, does, it includes sometimes it says, does that mean that I have to go and forgive the other person? Maybe it's up to you. Are you going to go and look for the perpetrator or mm. the abuser? No. 
everything happens inside of yourself. Yeah. You are the one carrying the pain. So the forgiveness is an inner process. We can mix and match depending on the circumstances. I work with a lot of couples too. So sometimes it's just taking responsibility means being able to say, I'm sorry and apologize. That's a different story. Yeah. But it's just, it doesn't prevent you from doing the inner process. So we can use an example and uh, give me an example, anything. And we can start with a small thing if you want. Well, well let's say it's two people. Yes. And one person is being abusive, like physically or, or even, even verbally. And, like, and then they can actually express to each other. So there mm -hmm. is communication. Okay, so which one is the one who thinks that has to forgive? Who is the one using forgiveness? Maybe they are not even aware that forgiveness is a possibility. Yeah. We have to go into the spectrum, right? So if someone comes, that is just a couple or two people. One is being abusive and the other one is receiving the abuse. Is that what you said, Bamboo? First, I would ask the person receiving the abuse, what keeps you in this relationship? Is there something that you're experiencing here that you don't want to leave? So that's one thing. The other person, is there an, any other way to communicate? So those are different things. Mm. That's a different situation. So let's work with one of them and then with the other one. So, for instance, the person who is being verbally abused comes and says, Clara, I just cannot take this anymore. I'm so upset. He, she, friend, partner, whomever, keeps saying these abusive things to me, and it's just I cannot forgive him or her. So, first, we have to work on what is keeping you prisoner here. Right? So that person, the first step, bring all your upset, anger, resentment to the table. So I'm upset because, I'm angry because, I'm resentful because. Until we get to the point where, okay, what is the real thing that is bothering you? And maybe that person is going to say, I'm really upset because I want him or her to be different. I want him to be different. I want him to stop abusing me. And we get to a point that he or she is really upset because they're not making a different decision and they are letting the abuse permeate their experience. So they mm -hmm. tell themselves, I'm going to stay a little longer, a little longer, because if, and I'm forgiving. I forgave him. I forgave her already, and she keeps doing the same thing again and again. I forgive you if you do this or that. That's a different kind of forgiveness. You can do that, but in a sense, when you bring the upset, and I'm upset because I'm staying in this relationship. So we get to the bottom. 
the deepest place that you can get, that each person can get to deep, uh, different places at different moments. So at that moment, it's just what is the judgment? First step, we get there. We let the garbage out. So what is the judgment when we go to full spectrum forgiveness? The judgment is the story that I make around the situation. Again, situation, abusive relationship, he, she is abusing me emotionally or verbally. That's the fact. The story that I make about that, he should be different, she should be different. I shouldn't stay here. I deserve better. So those are the judgments that are keeping me in that relationship and are keeping me prisoner. So when I, I'm able to reveal to myself the judgments mm. and I can face those judgments instead of seeing everything that is happening around me and with that person, I see what am what am I feeling? What am I judging? And I'm judging that I don't deserve a different kind of relationship. I'm judging myself as, as less. I'm judging myself as not enough. Difficult, different type of things that come to the surface after deep processing. So when we uncover those judgments, then we can forgive the judgments. Who made the story? I made the story. That was the fact. The story, my responsibility. If I want to free myself from that, it's just I start, I forgive myself for judging myself as not enough. I forgive myself for judging myself as having to stay in this relationship. I forgive myself for judging myself as, and you can complete, there's a long list. I forgive myself for believing into the misunderstanding that this should be different. So that takes time. And some people, it's just, wow, I feel something different. But there are deeper and deeper levels. So I forgive that person for forgetting that he is living his own human experience. When I get to that, is that's a full spectrum forgiveness because if I need to say, I forgive you, you can say that, but the inner work is inside and it starts with a choice. The choice of, it's not easy, I don't know if I want to, but I'm willing, it's mm. willingness. And then I start releasing those. And when I experience that space of freedom, I say, okay, it's just this energy that was inside of me is just, just energy motion. I was able to release that and create that space. What am I do? What am I going to do with that energy, with that space? That's my choice, personal responsibility. So I can tell the other person, this is not working for me. I don't appreciate how you're treating me. I, I really am taking responsibility for my life, for my feelings. I say, sorry, 
You don't have the, the key to my house, to my heart, and to my life. So wish you the best. And if you can't wish the best the other person yet, that's okay. That's a process. But at least don't wish them bad. I wish something bad happens to you. So don't create that energy again. So those will be, in a nutshell, the steps for the other person it's the same process, but that person may have a different energy. I'm saying that because, a long list of because, this is the way that she deserves to be treated or maybe something is going to unfold. That's the only way I know. So we go through the same process, acknowledging, facing what happened, healthy exercises in order to release that and full spectrum forgiveness is forgiving others really revealing all the judgments and forgiving ourselves for the judgments that we have created we create freedom space repeat I used to get angry very easily mm -hmm. and um, <clears throat> I was in a relationship where I would say my partner back then would behave in certain ways and it would just drive me crazy mm -hmm. and I would want her to be different as opposed to coming to the step of, oh, wow. We, we both want different things and it actually doesn't make sense to be together. We have different values. Uh, but I had to go through this whole process of being angry, reactive, um, and we got into a lot of endless discussions mm -hmm. of trying to convince the other person of a reality. Of, and mm -hmm. There was a lot of right and wrong. And in the end, it had to do with, fuck, I love you and it doesn't make sense to be together anymore. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But to get to that point, something needs to change because uh, you were fighting for things to be different. In a sense, maybe, Bamboo, it was an old, um, an old learned pattern. I want yeah. things to be different. Definitely. So when that happened, something was triggered inside of you and you needed to change something. If she changes, if this is different, yeah. I'm going to be fine. If I only get that, I'm going to be fine. And I'm not saying that through really connecting to the other person and deep intimacy, we can bring things to the table that are hurtful and we can really just assess, can, can I change this? Is that something that I want to change? Yeah. Am I willing to compromise, but I'm not compromising my values? That's a totally different story. And we can talk about couples <laughs> on a different one. But the, th the thing is, when we try to change the other person so we are happy or we are peaceful or we can have that kind of relationship and the only thing that we're waiting for is the other person to change, that creates conflict not just in the relationship. It's just 
constant conflict inside of ourselves. So the struggle from the inside is being represented on the outside. And it comes to a point I cannot do this anymore. The discovery I made is the moment I needed her to be different, I no longer loved her for who she was, but the idea of what I had in my mind. Absolutely. And that's and perfect. That, and so that you had to. A, that was such a big one for me. Yes. Was... So, what about if when you experience that, you don't need to forgive anyone or if you don't want to, but at that point, and the permanent exercise that I suggest or I invite people to do is just when you be, when you're at that point, I say, whoa. I forgive myself for judging myself as wanting her to be different. I forgive myself for believing that she had to be according to the image that I had. So in a sense, it's a forgiving process Mm -hmm. about the judgments that we create around the stories. And the stories are so true sometimes that it's just, it has a hold. So fact, something happens. Then we interpret what happens in different ways according to our own life experience. And we create something about that. We argue about that in with ourselves and with others, and we try to change what happened so everything is going to be okay. So first step also in the whole process is facts, events, and the story. That's part of the full spectrum forgiveness too, because in a sense it's just when we confuse the facts with the story, we're upset because of the story more than the fact. The story is just for, for our viewers and also for me to see if I understand, right? The story is the thing that we create our minds based on I see something and I'm projecting an idea onto it. Yes, exactly. And the thing is, just imagine something happened when you were a child and you were We don't even need to go to extremely difficult situations. In in the book, I I share with one of the the stories is someone who kept inside his abuse until he was 60-something. So in a sense, the trauma was inside that person. The abuse was not happening again, right? The abuse happened 50 or 60 years ago. The story is everything that that person thought without even knowing about of himself because of what has happened to him. So something happened to you and you imagine things because of the pain and then you live life through those filters. Trauma, abuse. Let's say someone, someone fire you. You or someone is unfair, you have a project, and they say, okay, you're not longer needed, and you know you're doing a great job, and it's, and you depend on that money, and it's just, and you were waiting for that to be the biggest project of your life, or something, something like that, and they tell you, sorry, goodbye, no explanation, so unfair. So the fact is that, you don't have what you wanted, 
you lost your project, your job, your salary. The story is, I'm unworth it. I must have done something wrong. There's something wrong about me. Everything goes wrong in my life. So I'm going to live my life with that resentment inside of myself. And those are going to be my filters. So does that mean that what other people did to you was fair or unfair? No, it's not about that. It's how do you want to live your life? What kind of a space do you want to create inside? And how do you want to use your energy? Hmm. Is that clear, Bamboo? Oh, very clear. Oh, it's a process, by the yeah. way, as I said. It's just, uh, it takes time. And sometimes people even get so upset just by the word forgiveness or the word full acceptance. And it's just, you don't have to like what happened. That's not part of the deal. Mm. You with, don't with, have to like it. With, with this specific uh, ex-partner, um, we met. And um, because I, I was a different person, I, I held space for her to share everything that she felt she couldn't share. Mm -hmm. And because I was no longer reactive or having an idea of how it should be, uh, in the past, if she would share, I'd have a lot of defense. Like I would want yeah. to. Point. And the fact that that wasn't there for me, it was very healing for both of us because in a way she shared, I didn't react. I gave her nothing but love and she had nothing to, to oh, he's not giving me anything to fight. So exactly. in a way, she also disarmed and there was nothing but love and appreciation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. shared. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, I also work with a lot of couples who decide to, okay, we're not for each other, at least this version of myself, right? Because when they grow and they change and they release the toxicity, they lower the defense, they can meet uh, at a different place. Mm. And um, so they're able to come together and really connect from a different place. Maybe they don't have the relationship. They don't continue the relationship, but they end the circles and the cycles inside of themselves. So they don't need to repeat that with the next one. In a way, they change the lens with how they see the other person. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think I, I, I mentioned, and it, there is a heart, and I just um, see... I'm, this is the, the Spanish version of the book, uh, Forgiveness, right? So do you see the hearts and the flowers inside? Of course. And sometimes we feel that the heart is broken. Reality is a perception that we have that the heart has been broken. Mm. Forgiveness opens the space so we can plant seeds inside and new things are gonna bloom. Flowers, opportunities, peace. So we can live more at peace and more happy. Clara, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too, Bamboo. <laughs> um, I, I do have a question. Yes. Your audio book, are you reading it?
Oh, no, I don't have an audiobook, but oh, maybe no. that's a good idea. No, I think it's a very good idea. <laughs> <laughs> how, how are you doing? Uh, as Clara speaks, uh, we do similar work. So when she speaks, I'm more meditating. And, and, and I must say it also, uh, as, as I uh, would maybe give it a little different wording, but uh, it's, uh, it's just listening. I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I have 20 things where, where you state a word and then I completely have strong associations with how I address those words in my own practices and the challenges and the beliefs and the ideas people have. So like I jot, I jot notes down at the three phases you wrote down because mm -hmm. I, I know what the challenges are for me in each of the three phases. Mm -hmm. and, and I kind of, I just thought it was funny because in the first phase, um, I'll often say that I don't even work with a person if they don't acknowledge that the thing they want to change is important enough to change. So mm -hmm. if, if they haven't experienced the depth of the pain or the anger or the frustration, or if it's just a nice thing they might want to do differently, then I'm like, I, I'm not the one for you. Because I, I, I'll say, clearly you haven't experienced enough pain to make this something you really want to do something about. I, yeah. I totally understand and I agree with you. And um, from my point of view, I do work with that person because sometimes the pain is so much that they don't want to acknowledge that. So we work to really see if that person is willing to acknowledge that. Mm. So willingness is the key. Yeah. I, I Otherwise, say, I'm judging his or her process. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I don't work with them if they're willing to go into it. Oh, okay. I would say... Yes. I would say the first two months I spend teasing the hell out of them and triggering them and using every single tool so that they can, <laughs> I can imagine. I can so see that. They that. Can feel they can feel it pop up. And then when it pops up, we then dig into what the actual mechanism is that they're not aware Beautiful. of in themselves. Yes. So so it's a very conscious process. But what I've noticed separately from that is that a lot of people they have convenient changes that aren't really things important to them, but they're like, oh, they're nice to, to, to maybe improve that. And I'm always like, well, you know, there's a lot of things that are nice to improve in your life, but it's to dedicate to something takes a lot of energy and time. So you want to, uh, mm -hmm. you really want to see how, how important is that for the person? So. Absolutely. And actually it's not something that I say to someone before we start that this is not for the faint of heart. So, mm -hmm. Could be easy, but could be really painful. But the intention is to go and see the pain, hopefully for the last time. Yeah. So in a sense, is you can cover it, you can dance with it, but until you really make eye contact with the pain inside of you, you won't be able yeah. to really experience the death of healing and what really healing means. Yeah. And the defensiveness is going to come to protect you, quote unquote, yeah. and not let you be free. So if you don't want to talk about forgiveness, that's okay. Are you willing to talk about the pain? 
Yeah. Are you willing to talk about freedom? And so mm. are you willing to take responsibility? Mm. Because responsibility, personal responsibility is the key. Yeah. So you got to laugh because so I, I'm in I'm in the editing process of the third book now. Good. Congratulations. And, and thank you. And I got like three fourths the way through it. It's a uh, it's it's around connection and specifically connection internal, but in interacting with others. And three-fourths of the way through, I said, what the fuck am I doing? Like, actually, the most important point I haven't made, which was personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. So there's a chapter, which I laughed at, right? I wrote about it in the, like, midway or through the book, which just pointed out that I should have started with this but now i realize it in this point was that everything i've said is you is nonsense unless you realize that you dedicate to something which isn't going to be easy or convenient mm. and uh and it was a funny moment because there's another thing what you said and i just wanted to like when you talk in the second step around um you taking the full forgiveness um, mm-hmm. for me there's another aspect because I'll often use the word identity and mm-hmm. let go of certain parts of our identity, things we've identified with, which are, yes, often, absolutely. Which yes. are often stories. And what I, what I found, which is like a profound moment. And you said, you know, after you have gone through that, the world just looks different mm-hmm. in my experience as well, of course. But the the experience that I would more equate it to in my own wording is it's really like mourning the death because you're not only in one way forgiving yourself for holding on to these stories, but in some ways that's a person that was also part of you that no longer is you. Totally, totally. And I totally agree with you. It's just something inside of yourself needs to die yeah, in order for something new to be born. Yeah. And that death is just, it's, there's a grief process because there's one of the things is that is the full spectrum forgiveness includes several things and it's the misidentification with that role, yeah, with that persona per se. And we are not those personas, we're not those behaviors, it's just the human essence that is covered with layers and layers of confusion, misidentification, understandings, stories. So we need also to release that. And when that happens, it's just grief of that person. And one of the things and the process that I do in the full for, uh, forgiveness spectrum is to accept that person, that part of you, that aspect of you that lived inside of you for so long and had a purpose. No. And it's not serving your purpose anymore. It's not serving what you wanted to, you want to be. Like Bamboo said, at some point, you were blaming your father. So the death of that Bamboo who experienced that in that dying process, death process, is just, instead of just, okay, died, and I'm getting rid of that, I'm going to love him so much. 
and I'm going to protect him, and I'm going to say, thank you. You serve a purpose at that point. There's no more room for that if we want to experience expansion and freedom. But thank you. Just it's a loving process of grieving that part that needs to die. Thank you for saying that, and being beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then the third step was the freedom. And and what I found uh, in my own journey is that, like, once you start cleaning out your closet of all the skeletons, yes, then there's like a there's less noise in your head, mm-hmm. so you're just more more present with the moment. Yes, and then, and then little things that might take you away from the moment then become far more clear. Because you're not, there's not like all this noise and this just gets lost in that noise. It's like now your measurement is pretty flat. So even little things are like, oh, I really see, whoa, that just changed. That just, and so that, that measurement shifts. Um, And when I see the freedom, the freedom for me, I've often kind of looked at life as this constant meditation and that I'm not Mm -hmm. really looking at the world from the space of the freedom I'm feeling how I'm registering these things and allowing myself to meditate on what are they teaching me about myself or about the environment I'm in or about the person I'm with. And since the lens isn't through judgment, mm-hmm. because it's not what can I say, which is the paradigm most people are used to. What is it I can say about them so I feel more confident in myself, less insecure, more, uh, more in control? Mm-hmm. It's more of just a wonder, a wonder, a, just a constant state of wonder that that is what I find to be the freedom in step three that you're discussing. Because I, I, I know when I'm not in that state, I'm of no service to anyone because then they're only getting... I'm not service to you. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, exactly. And you cannot bring anything good to the world on anything that is just making changes. Exactly like you said, and there's the freedom for me is the path to awakening. And there are different different steps. And each person is in different levels. So the altitude changes. And what you just said, the scale, oh, okay, not from the judgment, but it's just my internal GPS is telling me, mm-mm, you're going into a different direction. What can I take from here? Love when the the metaphor of the meditation. So it's just altitude to change the attitude gives a space for freedom. And one way or the other is the path to awakening. Yeah. And happiness. Mm. That's what I would certainly say. We have some comments. We've gone over our hour and we have Magda who's in Vienna, Austria, says so she's listening with all of her senses. Thank you, oh. Magda. Beautiful, Magda. And one of the things is just beautiful what you just said, because when we engage our senses and when we connect with nature, we open a space inside of us and the whole process feels different. Why? Because we are really connected and we need connection in order to do the healing process. Process mm-hmm. instead of work. We don't need to work so much. Yeah, yeah. I agree <laughs> with that. Olga. Pioti, I'm not sure if you're aware of her, but she says, Clara, I love your book, the F word, doing well now, but sometimes the ugly past is back in my mind. Advice for that. 
repeat. <laughs> yeah. Step four. Yeah. Step Step four. Repeat. Reality is that in a sense, when something triggers us, Olga, it's just there's still more layers. It's like peeling an onion. Don't judge yourself because of that. But it's just the past may come back, but it's going to stay maybe not so long inside of your mind. And you're yeah. going to be able to see, okay, I'm not that any longer. Yeah. Olga, I'm not judging that. I wrote a book about this subject, Olga, and Bambas is going to love this moment because I don't usually do this. I normally do this. The, you know, the wounded healer. Oh. And there's a nice practice in it, Olga. You don't necessarily need to do it, but it's say the thing that you're most shameful or it's hardest to acknowledge and follow it with, and it's fucking great. So I cannot get this thought out of my head. It's burdening me on a daily basis. I'm suffering from it, and it's fucking great. So that's and that's great. So you just go through the fucking process and end with this is fucking great. <laughs> exactly. It's a wonderful chaos. <laughs> I see a collab here. Yes, there's the collaboration. Um, Bulelang. Bodelang in South Africa says forgiveness is more complex than I thought. Yes, it is, Bodelang. Some of what you mentioned I knew are important things in life, but never thought of them as part of forgiveness. Interesting. Yes, yes. very interesting, Bolonang. And um, actually, everything is about forgiveness. I was with a group in London yesterday. I was here from Southern California, mm -hmm. but uh, working with a group in London. And we were talking about Shakespeare. And most of the plays of Shakespeare and with forgiveness, but one. The only one who didn't end with forgiveness follow with more plays. So everything is about forgiveness, Bolivan. Mm. Thank you. It was really wonderful to be with you again. Yeah. It's very wonderful. Just, I, I really love the opportunity and connecting with you from the heart. I love and wonderful chaos. It's a wonderful chaos. We like it that way.